When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have one of my subscribers who's also an expert in his own right on building confidence and getting over approach anxiety. And he tells us about the 10-second detective game which helps you break into conversation and start an easy conversation with anybody that you see. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to Ask Women, the podcast. Forever. Forever and ever. Never a show again. Never. I'm Kristen Carney, um, comedian. You should check out my other podcast called Mentally Chill. It's uh, chill as in C-H-I-L-L, the I-L-L is for ill. Go listen to it on iTunes. Um, I'm here with Marnie Kinris, best-selling author of Get Inside Her. Check her out on wingirlmethod.com. You guys know all this info. And uh, we have a wonderful guest on the phone today. Phil. Phil. I don't know if you want he's, me to say your last name. He's British. Or, that's yes, all he's that British. That's the that's why he's on the show. Basically, just get a British accent, and then you will get tons of women. <laughs> yep, that's it. But so I sent out an email the other day, and Phil um, wrote. So so if you go to my website and you give me your email address, I get I will send you tons of free shit. That's how it works on my website. It's actually I, I send actual shit. Right. Like, exactly. If you go to mine, like, I, send I will good send you stuff. actual shit. I mean, that's a good it's website. Free. It doesn't too. matter. Right. People free just love stuff free stuff. It's free. Yeah. I wouldn't turn it down. Um, but so basically, for people who are listening, if you want to just get more tips and tricks and techniques and uh, information from me for free, go enter your email on my website um, and you can get all that information too. And so I, I wrote an, an, uh, an email to this list who of people who have signed up to receive emails from me. And Phil responded back and gave me some interesting information, including something called the 10-second detective game. But I want Phil to give a little bit of background uh, about who he is and then go into where this 10-second detective game comes into play when interacting with people and women. And it's a, it's, it sounds like a great tool, and I definitely want to hear more about it from him. So, Phil, the floor is yours. Hi. How are you today? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. You know, the sun's shining and life is good. Wonderful. Wait, it's shining in England? Oh. <laughs> it does shine in go. England. Ah. It is. It is. It's, it's not just a myth. It does come out every now and again. Oh, and we wow. take photos and everything, just in case people don't believe it. Right. Yeah. Documented. Yeah. Instagram. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Phil, do you want to tell people about the 10-second detective game or even why you even chose to write that back to me about the 10-second detective game and how you use it. Well, I, I love reading your stuff. And, um, you know, you coach guys into, in how to be confident with women. And I have a life coaching practice here in the UK. And I, uh, I help people to become confident in general, overcome social anxiety. And I coach them in, um, in terms of health and well-being too. And everything's interconnected. Because if you think healthily and you feel healthily, then your confidence grows, your resources grow, and you relax overall. 
um, a lot of my clients, they, um, they get so wrapped up in their own heads and they're, they're trying to approach women and they're thinking, how is she going to perceive me? What can I say? How can I prove myself? And, and, and they're told to be alpha males and be persistent and you know, try, try, try as hard as you can and you'll win in the end. Um, they're just putting so much Pressure. emphasis on an outcome yeah. that they're, they're concentrating on the outcome and forgetting to be themselves. Well, so, some people don't even know how to be themselves because they are concentrating so much on these outcomes or what people will think of them. I know that exact feeling because right. I actually was just texting and like I, I, what would normally be a totally easy, easy response when you're trying so hard with someone, it comes out so unnatural and it's so frustrating because then it makes me nervous and it puts me more in my head and then I'm going, oh my God, what do I do to like come back from that? And it's an awful spiral. Yeah. That's it. And of course, people rehearse what they want to say as well. And of course, when you rehearse, you're rushing to get out what you want to say. Exactly. Right. And if the conversation doesn't quite pan out the way you want, you're lost because your lines don't fit. Right. It's like you're saying the lines and they're saying different lines that don't make sense. You're like, wait, you were supposed to say this (laughs) when I said that. This is the script. I'm fucked. (laughs) So I thought, right, how can I get guys and girls, because I I, I do coach women as well um, who lack confidence. So I needed a, a way to get them out of their own head to kind of... Forget about all that, that rubbish, all the things they think they should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And you know, I came up with this game, The 10 Second Detective. And the idea is that there's so much information out in the world that if we only open our minds, conscious minds, subconscious, either one, just open the mind and let all this information flood in. You know, and, and we've got things to talk about then. We've got natural things mm-hmm. to engage people with. And that shows them that you've noticed, you've taken an interest. You're not just some guy who's trying to spin a line to get what he wants. Exactly. So let's you let's know, have so, an example of this 10-second detective game. How right. Does it work? So I tell people to just go out and pick a person. Could be male, could be female. It's not gender specific because the idea is to train yourself to take in this information. So they pick a person at random and they've got 10 seconds to just let their senses flood with all those little pieces of information they can find about this particular person. So it could be, I mean, the shopping, uh, shopping um, uh, supermarket is perfect. You've got everything you need to know just in the shopping basket. You know, um, for example, a woman with a six-pack of beer, there's a good chance she's got a bar there. (laughs) (laughs) She could have an engagement ring on her wrong hand. So good. You know, so she, so then she could be buying the six pack for her brother or her father or someone else, you see, and she's right. hanging on to her the girlfriend. ring because, you know, it's a good piece of jewelry. She doesn't want to throw that baby away. Right. Yeah, and so there's, there's so much information. Just so it's like, basically like scanning that. another individual. You're looking at them and you're you're taking in things very quickly, similar to OSA, where you're making an observation, but 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 before the observation, mm-hmm. you're 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 taking in the information. Okay, she's wearing a red shirt, has a ring on her finger, um, you know, Fritos in her basket, and you're just you're just taking in the information. But it's actually, and translating uh, it into what that searching for means it. about. Right. I'm searching for it, taking it in, and then trying to just make a history up about this person. You know, make a little history just for fun, see what you can detect. And then, and then if you do decide to speak to that person, you can try it out. 
Well, it's you funny know. because we had um, Jason Capital on this show a very long time ago, whose name is, real name is Alex Morocco, but anyway. But he um, he talks about playing a very similar game when he's out in public and he goes and interacts with women where he'll say to a woman, look at that couple over there or look at that guy over there. Who do you think he is? Tell me what you notice just from seeing how he's standing, how he's talking, how he's talking, how he's interacting with those people. And together... They play the detective game where they're making up fun assumptions about that individual that they're looking at. They're just taking in information. And it's kind of great that you're, you're telling people to, to work their brain in that direction because the direction of fixating on what you're going to do wrong or how they're going to think about you or what line you're going to say, it, it, that, that, that becomes way too overwhelming. When you just start to notice the things that are in front of you, it's, it gives you a much more calm feeling because then you're Absolutely. charged with ammo. So I think it's it, it's a wonderful game. And you know, like I say, it gets people out of their own head, and, and they're not preoccupied with them with trying to force their own wants and expectations on somebody else. So do then they approach that person and he said if they want to, they can. But okay. then you're Absolutely. armed. So the if exercise. Yeah, so if there was, like, baby steps for doing this exercise just to, again, get more comfortable with it, what I'm hearing from you, and I'm guessing this is what you say to your clients as well, is to go slow and just go out in public. Maybe go sit on a bench somewhere and just take in the information that's in front of you. Look at somebody for five seconds and scan them and then pick three things about those people that you see. And then, if you can, quickly be a detective and in your mind say, this must be their story. So can you give us like a, like a, not a real life example, but maybe from something you're hearing now on the podcast that you're taking in, can you show us how it would actually work and how you, you put it together in your brain? Yeah. I mean, I've got a great example for you. I was, um, I was out a few months ago with uh, a group of friends of mine and we were just stood at a bar, not really out to meet anyone in particular, just having a laugh. And there was a group of girls nearby. So you know, they had a similar energy. They were laughing, joking. So we had that proximity thing. Both groups are aware of each other. I just sort of looked around, scanned them all, and uh, I sort of turned around to one girl and I said, uh, oh, you look like a size eight, which I don't know how that equates to your... Whoa! <laughs> it equates to an insult. I know. <laughs> Marty's on it today. <laughs> yeah. It might be two over there or zero. I don't know. Anyway. No, so it's fine. Okay, so it means a small size. like a small size. Okay, okay. It's small. Oh, you look like a two. Not that eight's big, but like if someone walked up in the U.S., if someone walked up and said, you look like an eight, it's like, you look super average. Right. (laughs) Are you mediocre? Well, here it's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It could be eight out of ten. Good to know, though, for guys listening. Right, exactly. For guys listening. Yes. So if you're in the U.S., say like a two. Yes. Or don't say it at all. It is. It's a compliment, put it that way. You know, I'm not daft. So I said, hey, you look a size uh, a size eight. You must work out. And she's like, oh, yeah, actually I do. Thank you for saying so. I said, well, you know, recognition's due where it's due. God, aren't you astute? I said, you know what, I am. And as I did that, I just leaned over, brushing her hair wow. with my hand. Oh, my God. Stuck in the label that was showing what size her dress was. On the you oh, went to really? look to see the size? Look at this. Yeah. But that was it, scanning her. I noticed something was amiss behind her neck. I don't there think a lot of... Size 8. Hmm. I, I admire you. I don't think a lot of women would respond super positively to that in the U.S. Really? A guy yep. reaching to see what size your dress is? I'd be like, um, why does it even matter? <laughs> but that's because you're in L.A. I don't know if it would be different in other places. I 
I don't know. Really? I, th- I mean, I'm the least sensitive person in the world. I wouldn't be offended by it, but I can see people love to be offended, and I think they would be offended by that. Maybe. I don't know. I think I'm just picturing it happening how it's actually. If she's not as small as you're making her out to be, and then like you're like, whoa, (laughs) goo, she lied about her size. Like, what do you do when the size is wrong in the dress? Like, she's like, whatever. You don't look like you're that size at all. I don't know how to cover that up. Yeah, but I think I mean that's ballsy. I think it's really ballsy. If the rapport is correct, then you could get away with it. But yeah. I well, it was accompanied with a genuine compliment, wasn't yeah. it? And, you know, she took it in the spirit it was intended. It was a laugh. That's good. You know, we had yeah. good energy. Yeah. You know, and, and then you sort of followed it so up with, okay. um, listen, I'm not going to disturb you guys. You're obviously escaping for your, from your husbands for the night. And, of course, that's me then sort of giving my impression, telling them that I think they're all married. Right. To which she responded, oh, oh, no, those two are married. I'm not. Neither is she or mm-hmm. her other friend. <laughs> yeah. the way- they were proving then that they were available. I look at everything so negatively because um, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, why do we look like old hags that are married with husbands <laughs> that never leave the house? But I'm cynical. <laughs> you're, not, you don't, you're not dealing but with me that would me still mostly. get you to bite back because you'd be like, hey, why are you thinking that about me? It still gets your brain going. And he's just showing you what assumptions he's making about you. They're not insulting, but for you, it got you to bite back a little bit, which got you to further. Totally. And that's, yeah, yeah. If it's a fun. What? I'm not married. Yeah. Right. So... What? Do I look like an old housewife? Yeah. Right. Why yeah. are you thinking that? Yeah. About if you me? can engage in it that way in like a fun. I like it. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really good. And I think a way, I was going to say the baby steps, and I realized I got a little bit distracted, but the baby steps to helping your brain work that way is to, again, just sit on a bench, you know, once a week if you want to, or even once a day if you want to, and just sit there for a half an hour and look, take people in, take in three things about them, and then make up a little story in your mind so that it makes you laugh in some way. And then to go to that next level, you can start interacting with people that you're not attracted to and doing those things and just saying them out loud verbally. Okay. They've got this, this, and this. You must be must be a teacher. You must, like <laughs> something where again you're playing the detective, and then you can slowly start to escalate it up to people that you do find attractive or that you're interested in talking to. And then over time, it becomes easier. And as Phil said, you gain confidence, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I did have one question. Um, this is a topic that I wanted to talk about, uh, actually for a full episode. But I think that Phil would be the best person to talk to about this. How do you stop being shy? How do people stop being shy? Mm. Is is this part of stopping being shy, pushing yourself to do these little things to interact with people? Well, don't you think shyness is just a label that people give to others? Just to it's a label they give to themselves as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, shy. I mean, I, I'm a natural introvert. And all, all that means is, you know, every now and again, I need time alone to recharge my batteries. Yeah. And lots of people are like that. But it doesn't mean you're shy. It doesn't mean you're shy. Oh, good God, no. But, but so to... many people confuse it. I know. I'm so glad that you've shy. clarified that on the show many times. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought, well, I'm an introvert and an extrovert. And because I thought, well, I don't I don't like being around people. So I must be an, so I must be an introvert. And I'm really self-conscious. I must be an introvert. But then I realized when you said recharging, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. when I want to feel better, I go into my own little happy place in my own space. And then I like to be in the world. Yeah. Introvert and extrovert are attributes about yourself. They're they're personality traits, right? They're how you just work as a person. Shy is a habit that you can break. Right. It's a label, as Phil was just saying, that you put onto yourself or others put onto you. Is that correct, Phil? It is, yeah. Okay. And, and don't you think that people who um, are generally referred to as shy are overly concerned with the consequences of being outgoing? They, they worry about what people will think about them instead of just 
not caring and just sod it. Just yeah, go for it. Say absolutely. what you want. Absolutely. And so, it's creating that belief and then getting them to do it in a systematically desensitizing way that gives them the confidence to realize that, you know what, I said something, the world didn't end. Right. And just those little occasions build up and build up and build up. Next minute, you've got confidence building. Right. The other day I met this girl and um, she was very shy. And at first I thought she was rude. Mm-hmm. Most people who you as- who are shy, you assume are rude at right. first or bitchy and or at- mean. And so I asked a question again because I knew she answered but she answered so quietly that I thought it was her just being rude I I couldn't it's like I I thought she was being like inward like yeah whatever and then when I asked her again to kind of get her to talk louder she responded the exact same way like very quiet and in my brain I went oh she's shy oh that's good that you said that and so I shut so then I shut off trying to push her further to like get her to be friendly because I didn't want to make her uncomfortable but I feel like it's a good thing to push shy people yeah so it's like if you're a guy approaching a girl who's shy you don't want to make her uncomfortable but you do want to push her a little bit because no one she doesn't know she needs to get out of that comfort zone like she's in her own space but I think if you push her a little bit you can start to unravel that string that she's kind of gotten all tied up with shy knots or something. Well, actually, let's give some advice on how to do that because Phil, I would love your input on this as well. What, like, like how do you how do you push her without offending her? Um, well, I think first and foremost, you have to be respectful and be open minded as to what she may have been uh, been through in her life. Um, a lot yeah. of people who, as you described there, someone who's really shy and perhaps a little bit timid. Um, they might have been through something quite traumatic. So as guys, you know, we're, we're told to be persistent and get what we want and this, that, and the other. Um, some women are constantly evaluating guys to see, well, hang on, is he going to be a danger to me? Because right. dating can be a dangerous game for women. Let's, let's be honest, when yeah. every guy has the strength and the capacity to hurt you, mm-hmm. you know, choices are quite, quite important. So I think humor comes into it and, and listening and showing that you're generally interested in her. Again, you know, don't just try and prove yourself and tell her how awesome you are and how fantastic and impressive you are. Be genuinely interested, you know, and, and, and mean it. And smile. And make it a natural smile. And connect with the eye contact. You know, if, if, guys can, who are Can first, you call out that she's shy? Shady. You know, they, don't, they can't maintain eye contact. They're, they're shifty. Right. They're looking around. They're seeing who's watching them. No, but that's also gen- shy people as well and nervous people, too. People with Asperger's. Or even, yeah, if you have Asperger's, like, that is very difficult to make eye contact. So is there, there, there are other things that you can do if you aren't able to make the eye, like, to make eye contact with somebody. What about calling out the fact that she is shy? Again, that's, that depends on the circumstance. And I think it depends on the level of rapport you've got. Because if you do that too early, that can come across as just... Um, being judgmental or critical. So I think it's a question of timing and skillful listening, really, to see if that's an option um, or whether or not she'd be receptive to a little bit of uh, gentle challenging. Okay. I like that. That's why Osa's really good because, for me, when other people talk more around me, Mm -hmm. it it, it helps me relax. And then it shows that not that they like me, but the fact that they're sticking around and putting yeah. some time in, that that helps me feel, oh, well, okay, they, they do want to get to talk to me. 
they're asking me questions and they're sharing about themselves. And when I do give, a, like I'm very talkative, but in the past I have been, I have been very shy. That was my habit before. And sometimes I go back into it depending on where I am. Um, and then I remember my tools and I can get out of it really fast. But um, if I do give a little bit of information and somebody's like, oh, I like I heard what you and just said. Re- and recept- like that's cool. And they're receptive. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, maybe even complimentary towards it or further or, or you know, more inquisitive about what I what I've just said then I'm like oh okay then then I I I do get more comfortable around that person so I think that that's a a great way to break a a potentially shy person out of their shell but number one it's recognizing that there are shy people out there so even if they do come across as bitchy or rude at first it could be a shyness but for the guys who are listening who are shy I'm sorry I, I interrupted you Phil but what what are what is the first thing that a guy can do to help break out of from being shy on his own separate from women but just on his own i i think it's stop focusing just on women and focusing yes. on getting a relationship and talk to as many people as you can practice doing that because yeah. when you're talking to people just for the sake of it um there's, there's no real outcome there's no there's no judgment as to whether or not you get a number or a date. It's just practice and it's interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I encourage people to just say the first thing that comes into your head. Yeah. Just, just do it. I always... I mostly I... understand that the world doesn't end. Exactly. Well, I had a client write back to me today. One of my exercises in um, a couple of my programs is I, I want men to ask five women what first impression they gave off. And I, I would prefer that it's like stranger women, women that they've never met before. And this one guy wrote back and said, I can't do this exercise. It's too hard for me because I know what they're going to think. They're going to think that I'm creeping them out or I'm bothering them. Or I'm, and he like went on this whole, you know, diatribe about like just what potentially these women could think. And I was like, first of all, how do you know that they're going to think that? And second of all, this exercise is actually meant to show you how wrong you are about those thoughts and when you do go ask these questions of another individual they actually are very open and and quite receptive to this question so it it starts to knock down some of those beliefs about what people are going to do if you interact with them and that they don't respond as negatively as you think they will and if they do I mean the worst thing they can say is I'm busy right now or I don't really want to talk they're not gonna like slap you in the face or dump water on your head or punch you in the face or call the police so that it, it sort of deflates all of these crazy expectations or heightened expectations and that for me that's one of the, the ways that I help people get over their shyness but I'm going to give an exercise to people right now I've given it before but it's an exercise called I want and it's again it's oh a, that's my favorite exercise at the gym I'm oh. like I want to go home <laughs> I want to I lay want down to leave right now <laughs> I want to die I haven't been to the gym in two weeks so I oh, you I don't thing. even get I know so I have mom. time for it. Oh, you do? I do. I'm just like on my just, way to go. I'm like, oh, well, let's just go somewhere else. Good. You kind of need that. When I'm you so need to do that, tired. you need to do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll <laughs> I'm just ba- justifying poor behavior. That's what I do. <laughs> yes. I'll go back soon. But the I want exercise um, is part of my program called The Insider, which is full of tons of exercises. And a chunk of them are um, geared towards confidence. And they're really fantastic. Um, and it's also in uh, How to Become a Man Women Want. But the exercise is to say the phrase, I want, five times throughout the day. Because most likely, if you're shy, you're not an outspoken person and you're not telling people clearly and definitively what you want. And by saying this statement out loud five times throughout your day, you'll see that 
in your mind, you think saying I want means you're aggressive or an asshole, mm-hmm. but people will actually respond more favorably to you and you'll build up a confidence to get your voice across. Even if you only say three things during that day, the thing you do put across is something that's strong, um, leader-like, and confident. And it does give you more confidence to see, oh, I can say what I want. I can have an opinion and people won't hate me for it. Right. So I would love people to do that exercise. I think it's a great one. Um, Phil, I want you to stick around for the second half of our show. We're going to answer some questions from Overanalyze This. Are you are you okay to, to stay on the phone with us? Yeah, no problem at all. Okay, perfect. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men, written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. And we're back. So our listeners, Phil they probably is know that behind like, the curtain now. Yeah, the, our listeners probably every time we come back, we're always so awkward. We're like, and we're back, but it's because we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. We just we used to actually we took take a break. break. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but, but not no, now. No, it's we literally uh, just a breath. Yep, a little sip of water and on we go. Yeah. So anyway, we are. All back. right. So I want to start with the first question. Hey guys, I recently recently oh, actually Phil, why don't you just tell people if they are in the UK and they do want to find you and work with you on confidence, how they can work with you. Well, they can find me at uh, www.welkinblue.com. Welkin? dot com. And that's actually Old English for blue sky. Oh. A little play on words. Oh, and interesting. You said it's nice out today and sunny, so very apropos. Oh, absolutely. Very fortuitous. I still find it funny that people say www. Contact me and get coaching for confidence, social anxiety, and uh, anything else, really. Um, Go for a beer. By, by, by <laughs> Six pack with a lesbian. Yeah, exactly. And I do e- email coaching as well. Oh, fancy. Cool. Well, it's funny. So, Marnie just said it's so funny how people still say www. It, for me, at the end, I when I'm saying my email and I'm like, at Gmail, I'm like, do I have to say .com? But you then do. I feel like if I don't say .com, then they'll be like, Is it screw it up. Yeah, like, yeah, they're going to totally fuck right. it up. Right. And so, I, you know, you have I to know. say it. You have to. It's part of it. Okay. Hey, guys. I recently found your podcast now show a few months ago and have been hooked ever since. You guys give incredible advice and offer a great point of view. Liar. What? Truth. So my mom actually, so the other day, because uh, you were talking on the episode about my voice being great. Yeah. And so she sent me an email and said, don't be down on your voice. You have a beautiful voice. You do. And that's cute. I love how often your mom listens. <laughs> she listens to every episode. I know. I love it. I love She's it. She's cooking. It's and adorable. listening to the podcast and helping her sex life. Um, a little bit <laughs> about myself. I'm an engineer and a 30-year-old shy introvert. I like how we used both oh, words. Oh, wow. Very apropos again. Yes. I was in a very healthy unhealthy relationship for seven years until I cut all ties two years ago and have been struggling to move on ever since. I just can't get out of my head anymore and have had absolutely no dates or luck with women since that relationship. I work incredibly long hours and unfortunately 90% of my life is tied up with work. That's horrible. That's Ooh. like so many people now. It's just, it's too 90% much. of my life is tied up with sleep. Right. At least he has money. <laughs> then he's fine. But no life. See, you guys have to hang out with each other. Then an opportunity showed up. 
I met a girl volunteering in Thailand last year. Let's call her Jane. Jane is from Philly. There's no Jane from Thailand. <laughs> Jane We from know it's Philly. BS. Jane's from Philly. Oh, she is, okay. And we sporadically text each other What's from time to time. Philly? A few months ago, she asked if I would like to go to Iceland with her. I said, hell yeah. And now... Uh, we just me and her have a ten day trip to Iceland. Oh my god! In June, that's a pretty How cool. fun. I'm a nice and easygoing guy, and I don't want to fall into the friend zone category. She's six years older than me, and to be honest, and sad to say, you might fall into the sun zone category. Yes. Oh, look <laughs> at you with all the jokes. I have no <laughs> trying idea. trying to keep up with you today. I know. I'm being You're funny good. today. I have no idea how to banter. We're just being tired. Um, I have no idea how to banter and flirt with women. That's as uh, mature and put together as Jane. She's fun and adventurous, and obviously she feels the same about me, but sometimes I get shy, awkward, and pretty much become a mute. I'm not trying to be outcome dependent. I love how he's speaking about everything wow, yeah, talked about in the first half of the show. I don't even plan He's this. too educated. Why is he, he, he shouldn't have any problems. Right, exactly. Outcome dependent. I know I should just have fun. Pretty much I'm rambling on, and my question is how can I avoid the friend zone and build up attraction without royally fucking this trip up? Also, I'm meeting her in Philly, and we're flying to Iceland from there. This is incredible. I'm going uh, a few days earlier to see some old friends of mine. Should I invite her to meet my friends? Of course. I haven't really seen her since Thailand. Should I stay with her or with my friends and then just head to her place the night before we fly out to Iceland? Not really sure how to appropriately handle the situation. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, first of all, this trip probably came and went. I'm assuming. When did he send this? Do I don't know? know. This is recent. This is recent. I've been oh, trying. Oh. I've been trying to. Everybody else from okay, like cool. 2016 is fucked. They're never going to get. I was like, well, answer. at least we know his plane didn't crash. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would say number one, yes, definitely stay with your friends in Philly. Okay. Because if you stay over there right from the get go, the the specialness is gone when you're on the trip, like the actual trip. Like you yeah. want to keep the excitement for the actual trip. You invite her to meet your friends because you can be fun and outgoing in front of your friends. You know them. They're from Philly. They're probably cool and, and down to earth. Too. Yeah. So you definitely take her out to meet your friends. Um, and just don't be too nice. Meaning? Meaning... Like you grab, you know, you buy her, like offer to buy her a drink when you guys are out in Philly, things like that. But don't be too, by nice, I mean soft. Okay. Like use phrases like you said, like I want, like I want to grab you a drink. Mm-hmm. Not like, do you want me to get you a drink? Right. Like I want to get you a drink. Okay. I like Stuff that. like that. Phil, what do you think? Phil, not oh, from Philly, you're talking about Philly. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's about, like you say, saying what you want. And um, if you want to do something for someone and there's no ulterior motive, then just do it. You know, it's a win-win. Uh, and this, this whole thing about friend zone, guys speak about it like it's some deadly area that's got to be avoided at all costs. It does, I, I though, doesn't it? It's like um, a fluid thing. Sometimes people fall into the friend zone, other times while they're there. But it's like a falling into like a lake of acid, it seems no, like. No, it's not. It's just like, it's like a waiting room for future girlfriends. That's what the friend zone is. I like that. <laughs> What kind of mags do they have in that waiting room? Mm-hmm. Got to have some dirty mags to keep it going. I like that, though. I like how you said that. Because I call it purgatory. But, yeah. I mean, it's basically the same. That it is just a depends room. on how you feel. The thing is, for me, I, I guess it's a waiting zone that's nice. But it's not a, it's not a waiting space that you're choosing to be in. You, you don't want to be in that space because you already yeah, know like No one wants want. to wait in the waiting room before they see the doctor. They'd rather just go in and see the doctor. Right, exactly. But sometimes you have to or all the time you have to. No, but this is actually a good way of thinking about yeah. it. Because, like, imagine if you could go to a doctor office and just walk in yeah and just go and not have to be in the that's waiting called being room. a celebrity right exactly so my husband was in italy doing this shoot of his um not he doesn't like shoot people he like has <laughs> a, he's a producer um and he was going to go into the domo 
And then they shut it down because Obama was there, which Aww. is awesome that Obama was there. Right, but like you ruin it all the people that traveled that far. Yeah, exactly. They, you know what? That bothered me about Obama when he came to L.A. They shut down all the streets. If I was Obama, I'd say, "Don't inconvenience the people. Yeah, yeah let take them me go. in a helicopter, drop me off like right on a pad, and then I'll wait in traffic to get there." I think so too. And you're not president anymore. See it like the rest of the people. And oh, have... they, oh, that was recent when he wasn't president. Right. Oh, no, that's just, annoying. It's just this week. Yeah, and that's he's, annoying. And he's a citizen. Yeah, his whole staff is like waiting in oh. line. Or Jordan, uh, my husband's staff are waiting in line to go, like, in line and all of a to sudden, go see the sorry, They're like, can't. sorry, you can't go. The president is here. Wow. Or the ex-president is right. here. And I love Obama, but still. Yeah, but still, saying, it's annoying. Like, go, go, Be, like, you're a person. Yeah. Be a like, person. Yeah, walk beside my husband and go see the Domo like everybody else. Yeah, th- throw tomatoes at him because there's great tomatoes in Italy right. that we make pasta with. <laughs> right. Sauce. Okay, back to, back to Jeremy's question. Um, I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. Um, uh, but... Here, here, I really loved what Kristen was saying because she, you have a chance to set yourself up to be in a more comfortable, confident space with this girl. First of all, you, you've already had a fun time in Thailand with this other individual. Um, you guys have backpacked together, or whatever, however you've traveled with each other. So you've already experienced one another. And she's still saying, I'd like to go experience another place with you. So there's there's pieces of like... Like little confidence chips all over saying she already likes me and interest, is interested in me. Definitely on a friendship level. Maybe more. You don't know. But you you have that taken care of already. She finds you interesting enough to go traveling with as a partner for pretty traveling. Intense. That's, that's pretty intense. It means you must have something to and say. She, I mean, she's not naive. She knows you're going to be sharing sleeping spaces together. Right. Exactly. Uh, but so here, here's the thing. When you do go and you do want to escalate things. Um, and flirt a little bit more, teasing comes into play. So like when Kristen was saying about buying the drinks, you know, you could say, okay, I want to buy you a drink. That's one thing. And then on the flip side, you can tease her and say, okay, like now we're all thirsty. Like where's our drinks? Like you have, yeah. to, you have to joke around and play with her at first when she is out with your friends in your space where you're comfortable and confident. And then I would say don't fall into those friendship patterns. You know, joke around with her, tease her. Don't always... Um, rely on what she wants to do. Have an yeah, opinion. don't let her State have her way all the time. Well. And that's where, where some chemistry can be created on a more sexual level. It, it is a little bit challenging because you're traveling with each other, um, but it's also a wonderful thing because you're traveling with each other. And if you start to exhibit you know, confident traits and doing what you want to do without being arrogant or pushy or attacking on her, but you're just enjoying yourself and you guys are then enjoying each other in this moment in Iceland... I think that chemistry can come uh, much, much easier than just meeting somebody randomly at a bar. You have a foundation there. So just don't resort back um, to that shy self of yours. Use all the, the, the tips and tools that we've given throughout this show to push yourself a little bit more. Even that exercise, like what we talked about in the beginning half of the show, about being the detective. Continue to be the detective with her. You don't know everything about her. So maybe tell her a story about herself. Okay, so what I'm seeing right now or what I've gauged from you from our interactions is that you're this, this, and this. I'm guessing you had this happen to you when you were younger. And just, like, try to get her to open up a little bit more. But the fact that you're taking the lead and saying that shows that you are observant um, and that you're also a bit of a leader in taking the conversation where you want it to go. And that's I, I think that, that, that those are the, the main things that you – can do and i mean flirt with other girls on your trip <laughs> that'll also yes. be something that could be interesting for her that could spark her to think oh he's interesting yeah. he's not totally into me i mean those are those are my pieces of advice take them or leave them phil what do you think 
Absolutely. If he's flirting with someone else, then she can't be sure that she's got him if she wants him. Yeah. Uh, maybe she thinks she's got him where uh, where she can just call on him at any time. But if he shows an interest in someone else, that makes him more special. That makes uh, him get a higher value in her eyes. Yeah. Is there the risk involved in that where like she's like, oh, maybe we are just friends and she d- and he doesn't like me? Okay, and then she kind of well, checks out. Someone's got to change at some point, and someone's got to say something. Mm-hmm. So either he says what he wants, and he wants the relationship to develop, or she says that, hang on, actually, I don't want you flirting with other people, and uh, something gets said. Yeah. But either way, you can't just carry on. Right, and the thing is, is that sometimes you don't even have to say that with words. You can do it with actions, so that if you are flirting with other girls, and then you do turn back to this girl that you're on the plane with or in Iceland with, and you start flirting with her and teasing her, and maybe as we talked about the great eye contact or even what Phil did where he brushed you know, her hair away from her face, checked out the, the tag on the back of her shirt, things that include touching, those can slowly start to escalate things. And when you do start to feel that there is something more between you and it's not just nervousness about taking action, that there is something coming from both sides, maybe a little bit of tension, then you can say something. You can say, you know what, I, I really want to kiss you right now. This might be inappropriate because we're about to go on a huge trip with each other, but I want to kiss you. Yeah. If you want, like if a girl wants a guy, I, if a girl so wants a guy to kiss her and he says that, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Or if she, if she say, doesn't want you to kiss her, there's nothing worse. Yeah, like we're on a 14-hour plane trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're fucked. Okay, uh, one more question, and then we are going to wrap up the show. For the sake of condensing this a bit, I asked my question right away below, just in case my entire email might come off as too long. My apologies if you've already covered this one on your podcast. Can flirting signals differ when someone from another culture is involved? Yeah, yes. someone from another culture. Yes. Is it just described at the top of the show? Yeah. When I was kind of like the size eight thing, you know, I mean, I think I think British, no matter what, like we've always said, if you're if you have a British accent and you say that and you're in the States, it'll always work. But <laughs> because <laughs> but of the British accent. Won't. But if well, no, if an American guy without the British accent said that in a, in America to another right American it may not work as it well. may not work as well he needs maybe he needs more things to go along with him making that statement yeah but I've heard hey um Phil sorry do you guys find the American accent sexy or are we just like our voices are annoying and we just find your voices sexy yeah no, your voices are both sexy. Absolutely. Oh, that is so oh, funny. You. That is so funny. Assured. <laughs> I've been listening to so um, Shit Town. Have you? Oh, I listened to it. Yeah. Okay, so the podcast are, from the Al, from from the Alabama yeah. or S Town, whatever it's called. They the are so southern; it's yeah. insane. It almost sounds like a cartoon. I love listening well, to it, but <laughs> but do you, but do people from the UK find the southern that attractive? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really? Cowgirl. It's just something that's exotic. Dave is like different. shaking his head. He's like, yeah, hell yeah, that's sexy. The, the southern voice? I've dated girls, though, British girls, oh, and okay. with my southern accent, like, they liked that. You have a southern accent? Yours is a very, Mine like, mild southern. More, I, when I'm on a microphone, I almost take it all out, but yeah. it's definitely, like, I'm from the country. From, I thought you are from Missouri. Yeah. But that's not southern. No, I'm from the Ozarks. The Ozarks. I, oh. Bite your tongue, that's where, Yankee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's a good point. I'll not have some girl from Upstate New York question my southern. <laughs> Are the Ozarks in Missouri? Uh, Missouri and Arkansas. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Arkansas and Missouri were so like right next to each other. Little. I'm very smart. 
Yeah, right I was like, geography. I don't even know what an Ozark is. I don't Missouri's know. right on top of Arkansas. Oh, oh, there's Arkansas the southern is accent. Missouri seat. I will say something. When when I do hear a southern accent from a man, it is yeah. sexy. It isn't bad, to be honest. Yeah, it's not bad at all. The ones in S town are a little bit much, but I still think it's like they are cartoony. They're like this. Oh, but I kind of like I'm it. I'm good at it, aren't I? You are. I'm not good really at good it. at accents. Right? I Could love it. I accent. love it. Yeah, yeah. So somebody else had a question in here. Um, <laughs> Because I know we're talking, I I will say that the UK and the US are quite similar cultures. There's like some nuances that might be a little bit different. A lot of whiteies. We don't have anybody here from like, you know, India or somewhere in South America. Like I wish. Where? I'm just saying like in studio right now. I wish. Oh, because like in this country? Yes, we do. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not anymore. Build the wall. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I don't know how to answer this for people from, you know, completely other cultures. But I, I, when people ask me this question through my website and through my coaching, I typically say that I think confidence and putting yourself out there is a universal thing. Definitely. I will say places like France, the men are much more forward there. I once had a guy when I was in Australia, I had a French guy come up to me. I was laying alone on the beach, Bondi, and he... It was so uncomfortable for me, but I knew he's from another culture and I'm somewhere different. I'm going to go with it. So I think people, if you are flirting, I'll tell you what he did in a second. But if you are flirting with people in different cultures, I think everyone's smart enough to know that we're clearly from somewhere different and this is how they do things and this is how I do things. And you can kind of mesh together if you're both willing to work together and not be jerks to each other. Um, But the guy from France came up to me and he said, hey, I was like looking at you from over there. Would you mind if I put sunblock on you or suntan lotion on you <laughs> it was like really you're like oh my sure, god i'm here well everything in me wanted to be like no oh <laughs> my god yes? this is so awkward and i just but i in that moment i was like okay he's from france they're more forward i'm gonna go for it i'm alone in australia right now sure really yeah and i let <laughs> him put suntan lotion on me <laughs> but he was very hairy and i didn't like want to offer back to him to right. be like can i get you're lotion like, stuck in your hair yeah, you're like protected <laughs> yeah so i didn't do it back but like i went with it so i think that's the key is to kind of like know that it's going to be different and then if you're comfortable with it right go with it he i didn't he didn't I grab agree. my my vagina or anything pussy, but yeah. like then it would have been you like, like you're gonna burn can i just put some sunscreen <laughs> on you like a good exactly bother. exactly this this area has not seen the sun in a long time right. obviously <laughs> um but, but it yeah. is so that, that, that's people from different cultures who are yeah. interacting but that's good because you can always play it off as a something of right like i culture. laughed i like giggled you yeah, know you're like, uh-huh, sure <laughs> <laughs> i was like what sure okay it's a copper tone it's just weird. Rub it over me yeah. i will say one thing so i had this one client um who was one of my favorite clients of all time now married with two kids anyway um but uh, when I first started coaching him, he was he was having an interaction with this woman in his office who they had dated on and off, um, wasn't sure if he was in the friend zone, blah, blah, blah. And so I had coached him to speak with authority and say what he wants. And so he did it one day in the office, which actually I advised against doing it in the office. And um, he, it, anyway, the advice he took, he didn't take it completely how I wanted him to take it, but he still did it, which I was really proud of. But he went into her office and he said, here's the deal. This is what I want. Digging him. Okay. And he like went on with a little bit of a speech and said, I think you're this, 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 and this. Wonderful things. Um, but this is what I want from you. I don't want any more of this flaking. I don't want any more friend zone. I want to be with you. And she said to him, you sound so American. <laughs> so I thought that was funny yeah. when he had told me that. But she said she liked it and she responded Where to it. Where was this? In Egypt. Okay. 
and he got a response from it. So, um, I, I again, to go back to the question, I think that there are things that are different in certain cultures, so you have to take note of what is happening around you. But being confident, putting yourself out there, um, being lighthearted and not looking at the dread in life is always going to be attractive across every single culture. We've had David Buss on the show before who wrote the book, The Evolution of Desire. And he went across, I'm going to totally misquote this, but like, you know, hundreds of different cultures around the world, a tribe in Africa versus New York City. And he found that most things were pretty universal. So I would say, go get a copy of that, number one, um, and just read about the traits that are attractive. There's like, I think like 11 or 12 traits, again, totally misquoting this, but there's things that are universal. And there's maybe little nuances that are found in different cultures, but it's pretty universal what is considered attractive across the board. Um, So I know that he has this longer question to ask, but we are running out of time on our show, and the question was right there and perfect. So, Phil, thank you so much for for being on our show. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. No, I'm glad that you wrote to us, and I will say it was a pleasure. I was very flattered. I I love when other people that do other coaching – like subscribe to oh, my course. newsletters. Yeah. I, I was very flattered by the fact that you weren't just like another crazy person writing back to me. <laughs> just joking. But like somebody saying like, I'm also a professional. And I, I, that was a huge compliment to me. I don't know if you meant it to be a compliment, but I felt great that you were getting my newsletters. If another, comic, if, if another comic favors my tweet, it's, it's always like something awesome. to be learned from another person's perspective. And uh, we can all grow by doing that yeah well anyway it made me blush so thank you very much for that and thank you for being on this show um and it's it's welkin blue it is yes welkin blue www (laughs) (laughs) welkin blue dot com that's what it is okay well thank you for being on the show you were wonderful this is a great show um new episodes of the ask one podcast come out every thursday at 5 p.m and if you want to send in your questions, um, I'm only taking new ones now. Good. Because <laughs> I just feel bad for people yeah. who've been on there for so long. Um, send them to ask at askwinpodcast.com. You can check out Kristen's other great podcast, All About Depression, but really interesting facts and things about depression, not just like a depression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of depressing, but we do talk about other things as well. Yeah, but they're like great resources. Today we talked about Beethoven. That's amazing. So they're learning stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's called Mentally Chill. Mentally and chill. the I L L is in parentheses. Uh, And you can uh, check out a couple of my programs that I mentioned throughout this podcast. The one that I would definitely recommend is called The Insider, and it's got a a bunch of exercises called Get Off Your Butt Exercises for every um, section of the program. And they're pretty awesome exercises that help you um, learn how to do stuff and just own it as a skill. Um, And that's it. But we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Phil.